0: Hi and welcome to Social Work Sorted the podcast. I'm Vicky, I host this podcast and I founded Social Work Sorted in 2021 as an online platform for newly qualified social workers. I develop and create and provide resources that support newly qualified social workers, predominantly in children's services, in and around practice skills and I focus on providing realistic and tangible advice that really makes a difference for you in that first year of practice. In this episode today, I'm gonna be talking about assessments. I talk about assessments a lot, and that is because as a newly qualified social worker in children's services, the thing that overwhelmed me the most was this influx of child and family assessments. And although I had had some experience in this in placement, it was very different experience in this as a newly qualified social worker. And my learning and the support that I'd had at university enabled me to understand concepts around assessment. But when it came to being faced with a form, a document that I needed to complete and an expectation that I needed to do this holistically with children and families. It was a lot. And so, so much of what I do focuses in and around assessment skills for newly qualified social workers. The reason I started Social Work Sorted, if you don't know much about this, is because I had an idea for writing a guide to support with assessments, which I eventually produced and is currently undergoing some changes, but will be available soon. And I have a CPD accredited training focusing on assessment skills. If you want to know more about that, I will link a separate podcast in the show notes. But I'm talking about assessments in this episode in particular because I have been running a summer series of masterclasses which are available to students and newly qualified social workers. The focus of this summer series for me was to provide high quality training, sharing knowledge, underpinning practice skills with theory and research and doing all of that in the most accessible way that I can at the lowest possible investment at the lowest possible cost to you students and newly qualified social workers and the first of those master classes has already happened it was a focus on home visits and I just wanted to share some of the feedback for that because I'm really proud of it and I think we should share feedback when we get it. One of the attendees said, I really enjoyed this masterclass, I wish I'd had something like this prior to placements. Another attendee said, the masterclass provided practical tips and advice that you could put straight to practice, perfect for students like me, who might not get this type of information and want to be ready for placement and the ASYE." People who attended said the masterclass was informative and that I provided helpful, real life and thought provoking examples. And... I'm sharing that feedback because I think I agree with it in terms of the fact that I know how much work I put into packing these masterclasses with actionable advice and knowledge. They are underpinned with theory. I talk about theory because theory has to be accessible to us as students and new social workers. And I also provide a reference and reading list of relevant research because I believe, and again, I'll link a podcast episode that I did all about research in social work practice, but I believe that we should try as much as possible to continue working with our critical evaluation and research heads on and I try my masterclasses to allow you to do this without it feeling overwhelming for you. The second of the summer series masterclass is a focus on managing meetings that is now sold out but the third and final masterclass in the summer series is all around assessment skills and I am making tier one tickets which are £10 available throughout the whole of July. Again because I know and the majority of people who either follow me on social media or sign up for emails or listen to podcasts talk to me about their worries in and around assessments Often in children's services, a child and family assessment is the first point of contact with a child or a family for a social worker. It is important, it matters, but quite often I see and hear of students and newly qualified social workers heading into placement and practice not feeling 100% clear on things like legislation and policy and how that actually applies day to day feeling unclear around issues of consent and the nuances in and around consent and how lines can become blurred in children's services, not feeling clear about information sharing and also feeling worried about written skills. How do you complete a home visit? How do you complete a piece of direct work but then go on to turn that into written form into an assessment that is going to be read most importantly by a child, by a family, might be read by other quote-unquote professionals, people working with that family, a manager, a senior manager and it won't just be read now, it's going to be read in 10 years, in 20 years from now, it's going to be read when that child potentially accesses their records. There is a lot on the shoulders of students and newly qualified social workers and I recognise that and I'm putting All of that, all the answers, all the support, all the resources into one masterclass, which is on the 23rd of August. If you are interested in attending that masterclass and if you are listening in July, then you can still access the tier one tickets at £10. All the information and the link to get them is in the show notes. And if you've got any questions, you can send me an email. But in keeping with talking about assessments, I wanted to share four steps to starting an assessment. These are things that are going to be useful for you to think about in practice and in practice placement. The first thing to think about is explaining an assessment. Really try and go back to basics. You know, think about if somebody was coming to your house, not even necessarily a social worker, you know, It's not comparable, but think about if someone was knocking on your door and saying that they needed to check the gas meter, what would you need to know before you allow that person into your home? What's their name? Who do they represent? What's their role? What organization are they from? What is the purpose of them being present outside my door? Why do they need to come into my house? What exactly are they going to do? How long is it gonna take? What sort of things are they going to carry out? Is there anything I need to do? Is there anything that I need to be aware of that might be different to somebody else coming to my home? Really think about all those questions and then work backwards. How would you answer those questions for somebody that you are going out to visit? If you are getting ready for placement, I don't think there would be an expectation that you'd be doing that thing by yourself on your first day, but it's still really helpful for you to start to think about because you're going to observe lots of people in practice and you're going to be able to reflect on how well or not well that other social workers do it it's going to help you learn similar if you are a newly qualified social worker think about what you've observed think about what you have done so far in your practice not about beating yourself up at all but just really reflecting how many of those questions potential questions are you answering in advance for people it's about getting really clear on your legislation, your policy, how that applies in practice, how can you support people to understand what their rights are as well because the people whose homes you are going into have rights, they have human rights, there are issues around GDPR and consent and it's not that you stand at somebody's door and give a huge, huge explanation. It's important to do things like that in small steps. But by asking those questions, you are gonna feel much more prepared. The second step to starting an assessment is being clear on what you need to know. So we've talked about what that other person needs to know, what the, the family needs to know before you come into their home or before they invite you into their home. What do you need to know before you do that? What is the information that you need to gather? What is your purpose? You know, I've said this so many times in different trainings or in other podcasts, but if you're not clear on the purpose of your visit, how are you going to be able to explain it to a child or to a family? Do you understand the process that has led you to doing this? Has it come off the back of a referral from somebody? Is it part of an ongoing process that is already happening? Is it part of an assessment that's already open? Is it because there's been a specific incident? Has somebody asked you to go and do that visit and check? Be really clear on your purpose so you can explain it and understand the information that you need to gather when you are there. You know, do you need to check who lives in a home? Do you need to check, you know, who people are Do you need to check how you spell people's names and what their dates of birth are? Do you need to check information about who else is involved with their family? Do you need to know something specific or have an explanation of an incident or a report or a referral that you've had? Pre-plan all those things. Go through the assessment form that you have to complete and give yourself a refresher of the information that you need. The third step is to think about what information you already have. Is there anything that you can read to support you to understand what might be happening for a family? Is there a chronology that is available to you? Are there any records that are available to you that you can read in advance? And once you've done that, be really clear about viewing that information in context. You know, I've read assessments before where I have had the impression that the person writing the assessment had a particular view, might have been a particular negative view about a parent, and that has been really obvious in the assessment. So, whilst I've read it in advance of me doing a separate assessment or a new assessment, I've also been critically reflective about what's been in front of me, so that I don't then adopt a perspective that isn't my own. So. There's almost two steps to this step, being clear about the information you already have, but placing that information in context, thinking about your systems theory, thinking about the different influences, thinking about subjectivity and objectivity in information that you have, and making sure that whilst you can think about the information that's provided to you, if it is from the voice of somebody who isn't that child or that family, If the information that you have on a record is lacking in that person's lived experience, maybe that's information that you need to fill in pieces of a jigsaw. And the fourth thing that I would suggest, or the fourth step to starting an assessment, is to think about physically what you need with you. Which might sound like a funny thing, but you almost think mentally about the information that you need. But physically, what do you need with you to start that assessment? Do you need a blank copy of a form? Which sounds really basic, and I hope lots of people are doing this anyway, but I've definitely come across social workers where this is a new idea, or this is something they've not done before, or something they haven't seen other social workers do. If you are meeting somebody and you are explaining an assessment that you might need to undertake it's really helpful to have a copy of the written document that is going to be produced because that will help you and support you to explain it and literally let somebody view it let them look at the language let them look at questions that might be asked, talk that through. It's a really helpful thing to have a couple of blank copies printed out so you can bring that with you. Do you need other forms with you like consent forms, forms for certain information or referrals? Again you need to be really clear about any difficulties people have might have in terms of their literacy. If you are practicing in England, written forms will be in English? How accessible is that to a family or a child that you are working with and how can you support them to have an understanding of the forms and what is written in them? Do you need activities or a little children's book or games that you can have that might help you build relationships, rapport, direct work? One of my favourite books um, in terms of direct work, I will link it below, the, the writer, a social worker, talks about having a specific key ring on her bag, which is then a talking point, an opening point for conversation for when they met new families. Sometimes thinking about the physical objects is also about thinking what you don't need. Do you need to bring a giant bag with every single thing in it and your lunch for the day and everything else? Or can you bring something that is smaller and maybe less intimidating? You know, do you need a notebook? Do you need pens? Do you need a computer for any particular reason? And then once you've thought about the physical things that you need, go full circle back to step one about what that person needs to know you know think about the example that I gave if someone was coming to your home to check the gas would they need a piece of equipment? And would they then need to explain why they had that piece of equipment? Which is as simple as you saying, I am going to bring a notebook or I've got a notebook to write things down because I want to make sure that I get certain things correct, maybe like the spellings of a name or dates of birth. And I want to make notes about what you say. And I'm going to share those things with you so that you know what I have written down. There are so many steps, not just for, to starting an assessment, but I think these are a really good place to begin. As I said, if you are a student and you are heading out on placement, these are things that you can start building in when you are observing things that you can start reflecting on and similarly if you're a newly qualified social worker start to think what you are already doing start to think what you could be doing differently think about what you've observed in practice whether that has been supportive or not supportive and rather than listening to this podcast and thinking oh no there's loads of things that i need to do and need to change just pick one thing because you already have enough on your caseload you have enough pressures, you have enough stress to continue stressing yourself out trying to do 10 different things at once. Pick one thing and focus on that for a week or for two weeks and that is the way that you will begin to make changes to your practice and be much more reflective about it. If this episode has been helpful for you or any of the other episodes then I would invite you to leave a rating, a review or send me a piece of feedback. It really supports me in terms of knowing what is helpful for you, it supports the podcast, it enables me to continue producing this resource and feedback on what I am doing well or what you would like me to do differently helps me to get better at what I do and so I always welcome constructive feedback. If you are listening to this and you are still worried about undertaking assessments, if you feel like you need a refresher in and around assessment skills, looking at legislation, policy, your written skills, anything to do with assessment in practice, then the Assessment Skills Masterclass is for you. It is a full hour on Zoom of online training, a presentation with me. You get seven days access to the recording so you can watch it as many times as you need to. There is a Q&A at the end and also with all of my masterclasses, I send out a questionnaire in advance of the masterclass. So if there are specific issues you want me to cover in the training, then I do that. So for example. Before the Home Visits Masterclass, somebody filled in the questionnaire and they said one of their biggest worries about home visits was the awkward bits, you know, asking to check somebody's Cupboard or check certain rooms in the home. And whilst I would have absolutely answered that if it came up in a QA, what it meant was there was an entire slide focusing on the awkward bits. It just means that the masterclass is completely tailored to you in advance. And I essentially just want to make sure that it is as helpful to you as possible. There's heaps of information in the show notes for everything that I've talked about today. But as I always do before ending the podcast, I invite you to slow down with me for just a minute, close your eyes if you feel comfortable and just focus on a spot or an area in the room or wherever you are, again only if it feels comfortable, take a focused deep breath or just try for a couple of seconds to empty your mind a little bit. Enjoy this pause in your day. Know that you can come back to it whenever you need to. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.